Welcome to Share the Bytes, episode 32, Community in Stadia. Hello, Jack. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Yeah, it it has almost, probably like almost a decade since we uh, last communicated frequently, at least. Yeah, yeah, and I think the last show uh, that we ever did was talking about uh, an old project of yours called Squirrel Cam. <laughs> yeah, you know that remains, I think, actually one of the more successful pieces of software that I wrote just in terms of users had like (laughs) tens of thousands of users, but it was sort of funny watching the ratings in, I guess this was before the Google play store. So what what was the Android market? And it just kind of started like started tanking over time as the squirrels left their their (laughs) nests. And so people were really, really angry that there were, there were no more baby squirrels around. (laughs) Yeah, so that was an interesting time for Android and Google. It was uh, you know, during the early releases of the Android phones, and they were just starting to catch yeah. on. And I know you really got involved with the whole Android development. And you know, ten years later, it sounds like you are still very much involved with uh, you know Google, you know, in their development core. And you know, what we're talking today is uh, Stadia. So, yeah, I'd like to yeah. hear you know. How did you get started? What's your experience with it? And I mean, I, I see a lot of activity on Twitter uh, on it. So yeah, <laughs> c- tell us all about it. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I've been pretty passionate about sort of consumer technology for a, a long time. And I think, as you noted, I've gotten sort of involved in several different communities over the years. Um, so, uh, you know, I think you and I first sort of met when I was kind of working on Linux desktop applications. And I'm even, you know, I'm the kind of dork who used to run a Linux user group during, uh, during grad school, you know, trying to bring about that faded year of the Linux desktop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, I was also kind of, um, active in the community as well, kind of during the early days of Android, um, and, uh, you know, I think over the last five years or so, I've maybe gravitated more towards the web as my platform of choice. And, you know, I think it's my belief that the web is sort of what can finally deliver on, you know, what I was working towards as like a Linux advocate, which is sort of a software and cervix experience that just works on whatever device screen or you know underlying os that you that you want um and uh you know i think that gaming is really one of the last sort of bastions of kind of native native applications that hasn't already migrated to the web in a really successful in a really successful way, but I think um, that's really beginning to 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 change now. And so, my first experience with cloud gaming, I think, came with uh, GeForce Now on the Nvidia Shield, uh, like the Shield TV device. Which, yeah. by the way, it was a great device. It's still a great device. Um, and that's uh, running uh, Android as well, right? It is. Yeah, it's an Android. It's an Android TV 
Android TV device, um, but uh, NVIDIA had a, or, you know, had and still has a streaming, a game streaming platform where they're running these games on NVIDIA GPUs in the cloud and then streaming them um, to, uh, you know, what are pretty lightweight devices like like this uh, this Android TV device, the NVIDIA mm-hmm. Shield. And I remember just being kind of immediately blown away by how well the games felt. Um, and these were these AAA were like, titles? Yeah, these were like AAA games that just worked really amazingly well on a device that basically had like a mobile a mobile processor. Um, so, you know, I, I think at some point NVIDIA sort of shook up their business model and decided against running their own platform and instead kind of changed the service of GeForce Now into more of a cloud gaming front end for Steam and like uh, the Epic Game Store and uh, and GOG, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so I, I kind of had at that point and still sort of have mixed opinions about that. They definitely like really increased their game count quickly. Um, but the experience was always a little bit... Um, I guess the word that comes to mind is, is sort of clunky. You know, there are times when like you'd open a game and you'd land in Steam and sort of be forced to wait for an update from the Steam server to mm-hmm. the Nvidia server before before you could start playing and things right. like that. And so I, you know, I I sort of have got to believe that the gaming industry can do more with the cloud than basically just being a remote desktop client for running desktop apps. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so for for example, I use the analogy that like, can you imagine if Netflix, instead of sort of being like a proper cloud video service, was you know simply a remote desktop app that you know launched iTunes and asked you to buy a movie and then played it via some remote media player that was all designed yeah. for the desktop. That, yeah, that sounds like a very clunky user experience. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a little bit clunky, and so that's that's the word I tend to use. Um, so that kind of set the stage for Stadia. And so when I, I kind of watched this this first Stadia keynote, which I think was at like GDC, mm-hmm. uh, the message sort of really resonated with me. It felt like GeForce Now, but done right <laughs> with sort of a cloud-first approach and not just adding kind of remote a- rem- remote access to, to desktop mm-hmm. apps. Yeah. Um, and what did you take away from that keynote? Uh, was it just like, wow, uh, I can't wait to see what they come up with? And, uh, or was it saying, oh, you know, this is interesting. Let me just, uh, see what it is. And then if it seems to work out, I'll try it. What was was that reaction like? Um, so, you know, it was enough for me to order the founder's edition. Uh, (laughs) but you know, I, I kind of thought of this sort of, uh, as you know, I thought of some of the, you know, early keynotes at like Google IO and when they announced Android, um, that there was just a ton of potential here uh, and it was sort of, it was going to be fun <laughs> and it was sort of going to be fun to watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, and were you a, were you a big gamer uh, before that? You know, I, I kind of had been at different parts of my life, like in, in high school, I think I played a lot of video games um, somewhat as an undergrad. And then, you know, it had been maybe like a 10, 15 year gap between you know between then um and and now where i hadn't played a whole lot of video video games in the meantime um Mm -hmm. so i would say you know in the past 
had been more of a gamer and then maybe more casual yeah. over the last decade, yeah. over the last decade. Yeah, or I, so. I think I remember seeing a recent tweet uh, by you and you said that you've been playing more games in the last two years than you have in the last 20. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> that, that's, that's definitely true. So there, there definitely been a big gap there um, since, you know, I was a high schooler and undergraduate Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I used to play more, yeah. and let's fast forward. So here we have Stadia; uh, it's launched, and you know uh, there's all sorts of conversations on how that launch went, how the platform is uh, now. But needless to yeah. say, it's here. It has, I think, a library of over 300 games uh, to choose from. Now, did your like involvement or your how do you say? your cheerleading efforts for stadia did that organically grow as you played the platform or was it something that uh you saw an opportunity tell us how did you get involved with that is it the idea of hey i want to build a community around stadia because i see it promising bringing people together yeah yeah that's that's a great question so you know after i had gotten the the founders edition that i that i ordered you know i I thought from the beginning that it looked great and it played great, but I, you know, I still, I still wasn't playing a lot of video games and, um, you know, I was doing a lot of traveling for work and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it wasn't really until actually like March, 2020, when the pandemic kicked off that I, I started playing, uh, a lot, you know, a lot more just because, I mean, I guess partly because I wasn't like commuting hours a day to work anymore mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, and it became kind of a way for me to, um, you know, spend time with my five-year-old kid and that, and that sort of point and that sort of thing. And so this is when I really became sort of hooked and, uh, you know, in terms of how I got more involved with the community. So, you know, I think around like June of that year, maybe like May or June of 2020, I sort of made the mistake of, uh, searching on YouTube for Stadia for some reason, and I was, uh, what I would like to say, like pretty uh, dismayed, I guess, at what I, what I saw, which was a lot of content to creators describing it, uh, you know, Stadia as something that was, you know, pretty completely different than my own experience. Mm-hmm. And so I was beginning to wonder, like, am I alone with the only one that's really likes this and thinks it's like the, the future of gaming um, and, uh, you know, really big technology, like, sort of technological marvel that it that is kind of possible in the first place mm-hmm. um so i you know i i thankfully i did keep searching and i found things like the subreddit uh where i saw kind of a really active and thriving community and i found a number of like smallish youtubers mm-hmm. um and you know I, as i've kind of done in in the past i um you know just kind of fell in lo- love with the 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 community and just like the whole process of watching this sort of bleeding edge technology grow and evolve over over time. And so, you know, I, I, I did try to get involved. I came up with this like personal goal, which, you know, I admit I don't really have a lot of control over mm-hmm. of kind of helping the Stadia community find support and grow kind of our own grassroots community of like streamers and influencers and um you know people who could build tools and applications and things around the the 
the the project. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been a bit of a data nerd. I live kind of like a, an <laughs> instrumented life myself. Like I track my fitness, my sleep, you know, my personal and professional projects and, and so on. So to that end, I kind of started tracking these like YouTube channel growth and posting regularly on Reddit to help people find the content. Uh-huh. And then that that kind of just ballooned into like becoming a, a tracking service for like everything related to the, to the platform. Um, yeah. Cause one of the things that I found is uh, I follow your Twitter account again, we're old friends. So I had it there and I logged yeah. onto Twitter after 10 <laughs> years to say, Oh, what's going on in the world. And I saw a lot of these posts. And again, you're talking about stadia and I see on a regular basis, you're posting stats. Can you give us a, a brief summary of these statistics that you're publishing? Yeah. So um, if we're doing video, I could kind of share my screen for a second. Um, Well, I'll definitely definitely include a link to your Twitter account as well as some screenshots. So, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to like stadiastats.jdeslup.com. And so let me just, for the purposes of our conversation here, share my screen if I can. Um, you can see sort of what I collect. Um, so that, so the main page here is showing like a, um, a YouTube content creator sort of subscriber growth over time for like various, various content creators around who kind of are stadia centric and also, you know, sort of positive, you know, provide a positive narrative about the about the platform. And so you can see, um, you know, when I, when I sort of started this, this project, um, you know, some of the bigger folks were in the few thousands and now like the, the, this, the streamer, Sunny cloud gaming, who's kind of the, the biggest in the grassroots community just past the 20,000 mark, which I think is, um, you know, kind of a big, yeah. a big milestone, both both for him and for the community. Yeah, one of the things uh, that interesting thing, you know, looking at this graph, I see that there's a pretty consistent spike with a few of these channels in around the December January time frame. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and watch so so that, That's a pretty that's pretty incredible growth actually in just a short amount of time. Yeah, so definitely like last November December January was a pretty hot period for the platform. Um, one, I think Stadia rolled out to a few new countries, but, um, you know, I, if you're kind of tied into the gaming world, you probably heard about the game cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yes, I have and... it. <laughs> Haven't played it yet, but yes, I have yeah. it. So there was a bit of a, like, there was quite a bit of drama around that game when it released, like it, it played particularly poorly, I guess, on the last generation, like play, the PlayStation yeah. four and the Xbox one mm-hmm. devices. And it actually played particularly well on Stadia. And so there's a lot of good press happening um, uh, around that fact. And, you know, big news outlets telling people like the best place to play Cyberpunk is on Stadia, which I think, yeah. <laughs> which, which kind of contributed to that. Yeah. Um, and that actually that I think segues into a, uh, another question I want to talk to you about is, you know, uh, with Cyberpunk 2077, yeah, it had issues with older hardware, and then you really needed uh, newer-gen hardware from a PC base to have a good experience. Uh, and again, they slowly roll out patches. But what we have found in this pandemic is we've had a shortage of computer components, specifically graphics cards, so a lot of people out in the dust. 
And yeah. so, and so because of these supply chain issues, you know, people are either left playing on older gen hardware or just uh, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for their graphics card for their new build. And yet, uh, however, but Stadia in a way kind of fills in the gap because you know here's a service where you can play these games. But you don't need the latest and greatest hardware, or if you just can't buy it because you can't find it, you do have a an avenue uh, like Stadia, which uh, I find particularly uh, incredible and you know, almost I would say almost a godsend during these times. Yeah, I think you know I think that's a I think that's a great point that um, you know you can you can probably run Stadia on like almost any screen that uh that you have access that you have access to um and you really you know any any computer with a chrome browser from like the last you know even six or seven years i think is probably more than capable of uh giving you a pretty good experience even with a game that's like demanding like cyberpunk 2077 Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i've read about stadia and Again, I haven't experienced it because, I mean, I've played consistently and I have an excellent network connection by my home. But what what is, uh, from the community's perspective, what have you heard about the experience uh, for folks, you know, connection-wise? Is Do, do you see uh, any kind of patterns or you see, hey, it's been pretty consistent regardless of, you know, users' uh, connection speeds or, you know, quality, things like that? Yeah, yeah you know, I... I think generally you would be surprised about how low <laughs> your connection speed could be and you would actually have a pretty good experience. Um, you know, there, there have been times where I've even played over like my like 4G LTE network and <laughs> had, it, had it be like non, not optimal, but, but definitely, definitely passable. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I like to say that there's a lot of skepticism from you know, gamers and from the the media, just you know, from from the population in general. But there's almost like two types of people. There's the type of people who are like skeptical and don't believe Stadia could possibly work, and then there's the people who have actually tried it mm-hmm. and realize that it's you know it is almost magical how 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 well it does work. Yeah. Um, and and with your how how have your efforts been received uh, within the community at large? Uh, with your promotion of Stadia, your engagement with these content creators, have you seen uh, you know positive uh, feedback? You know some negative. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely on the whole been really positive. I mean, it's a really amazing community to be part of. I mean, I think it it almost reminds me of like the early days of Android, where there's like a lot of energy. There's a lot of people like building different tools and Chrome extensions and like achievement hunting guides and websites and like the content and helping each other out with their with their setups and things so i'd say you know by far um the majority of the experience has been really really positive lots of um lots of really cool people that i've had a chance to meet and like it's it's really been kind of a blessing during the pandemic to meet all you know to meet and engage with these people uh, that are part of the community who i now kind of consider friends um but you know a, you know there's also um you know a, a contingent of people who you know part of the gaming 
community who are kind of dead set on like stifling <laughs> this <laughs> this technology or you know this platform yeah and you know you kind of see this with every every technology particularly like disruptive technology like you know i'm also part of like um you know i'm sort of really into like electric vehicles mm -hmm. and so like the amount of misinformation that's being spread and like the amount of people who are just like um for for some reason sort of like scared or upset about the yeah. <laughs> about the you know this this change that is sort of inevitable inevitable is um and have these uh skeptics i mean is, is there a line of questioning or skepticism has it been like fairly consistent uh with you know it's basically they make it, they make an assumption they haven't tried it or are you seeing like evolution of what they're saying about stadia yeah so i think you see you see a few different types so you see the people who haven't tried it they don't want to try it they don't want it to succeed they just want their they just always want their box under their tv for whatever reason <laughs> um and you know that the we kind of saw this in the Linux community as well, like people who would spread sort of misinformation and like a certain class of misinformation that, that I, that I call FUD or F F U D. So fear, uncertainty, and doubt that just and spread misinformation in those, in that sort of category that I consider sort of particularly toxic that is not based on like data or not based on facts. Um, sort of stoke is meant to kind of stoke fear about like um you know what what you're going to lose if you mm -hmm. if you try this yeah yeah you know there's a lot of people who would say like you know google's going to shut this down and you're going to lose all your games and you know you're never gonna um you're never going to be able to recover from the amount of time you invested yeah. <laughs> in this or something like that yeah. um and uh you know th there's also people who you know, legitimately did try it um, and are just kind of disappointed by the current state. Like they had expectations that were maybe not um, yeah. not well-founded. Like they thought like, you know, they were expecting Stadia to kind of jump out of the gate and like mm -hmm. hit kind of PlayStation levels or something like yeah. that within one year, which yeah. isn't just not how technology evolves. No, I mean, <laughs> even with your console boxes, you know, it takes time to ramp up. Yeah, certainly and you'll have uh like when the xbox or the playstation uh when they first launched you know they it wasn't right. just you know an immediate you know uh, buy-in you know it took a year or two years to gain ground and uh, yeah I, I definitely see that with stadia uh and again it's like and what you showed me earlier is you know you definitely you see the growth there so yeah it takes time right. so you know it, i think once it hits its stride just like uh any other console after an iteration or two yeah. You know, perhaps then then you'll see you know, a larger adoption or less FUD, as you call it, uh, you know, being uh, spread through uh, the community or chat platforms. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what I expect. You know, I'm I, I kind of see this as as uh, sort of similar to the adoption of other new technology, things like Android and um, maybe like Chrome OS or even like streaming video services like Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to forget when you real like when you realize how big Netflix is now that it had 
you know, it really took like, uh, you know, a fair number of years of, um, of kind of grinding before it reached, um, mass, really mass adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, to wrap things up, I wanted to ask you, uh, two things. One, where do you see Stadia growing? Uh, what do you see as, you know, how is the platform going to evolve? And then my second question is, what would you like to see most of all come out of Stadia? Is it growth with the community, new features or services, you know, anything that you'd like to see Stadia incorporate? Yeah, um, I I think that that's a, that's a great question. So, you know, I think that then the next big way that I think Stadia will grow is by just expanding to more more territories. It's in a pretty small, it's available right now in a pretty small um number number of countries predominantly the u.s canada and the subset of europe but there are i think really really big opportunities in countries like india and brazil and emerging emerging countries where um you know the network um the 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 network infrastructure is actually not that bad but people just don't have the the money or interest in having like high powered devices at their at their house they tend to rely more on like mobile phones or you know cheap devices connected to their TVs and mm -hmm. I think Stadia is kind of really ideal for <laughs> for that that situation so I think you're we're gonna see a lot of growth being driven when um, when Stadia um, expands to to, to those territories. Um, and I think just as the global player base builds, um, you know, that'll bring in some of the, some of the naysayers, um, who, uh, you know, aren't willing to try it, um, now as I think as, as this global player base grows, I think that'll, that'll change some, some folks' minds. Um, and you know, what, what do I hope it, it accomplishes um you know i i hope it does for others sort of what it's done for me which is turn kind of a, a non-gamer into a gamer and connect them with so many new people uh kind of all, all over the world in 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 new ways um you know i think the the gaming community has has like a history of being kind of like exclusionary and um <laughs> you know often very toxic like there's people who have like there's a, this whole competition about like who can have the biggest baddest fastest pc um but i think just enabling so many more people to play these high-end games um will kind of just you know has the potential to turn every person into <laughs> into a gamer really yeah well, that, that's wonderful to hear. I really uh, enjoyed that. And I, that makes so much sense, uh, to be honest. You know, again, you know, wrapping up to everything you said about community, uh, growth, filling in the needs of you know, uh, lack of high-powered devices. So, yeah, definitely a lot of potential uh, here with Stadio. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what it does. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to you know, seeing, uh, you know, definitely more of your stats, uh, more growth. And, I'll definitely uh, check out some of these uh, YouTubers as well. Yeah, sounds sounds good. And thanks for thanks for chatting. Yeah, well, thank you very much. And uh, again, hope we can meet up again soon for another show.
and yeah, not wait t- another 10 years either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. 